Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Uh, hey, Mimi. Oh, hey, Gigi. When you're driving around, just seeing the town. Sitting bored at home, feeling all alone. Fill up the glass, pick out a glass. We got the tea, we got the sauce. Get queerified. Okay. Yeah. Let's get queerified. Welcome to the show, everyone. I hope you are ready to get queerified. I'm your host, Gigi Gorgeous, and this is my co-host, Mimi. Hi. On this podcast, you guys are going to hear from our very special guests within the LGBTQIA plus community and some allies, too. I am so excited about today's episode. We have a Canadian queen legend. The queen of the North. The queen of the North. Anyone who is a fan of RuPaul's Drag Race, you know this girl. Brooklyn Heights. She is so gaggy. She killed her original season on RuPaul's Drag Race. Do you remember every single time she walked on that runway? It was fucking fierce. Yeah, she's a ballet dancer. She's like classically trained. She just, the lines of her body, just she Mm -hmm. really does take drag to a whole new level. We pick her brain really about everything. Do you remember um, Toronto Pride when you were the Grand Marshal and we saw Brooklyn Heights? Yes, that was the first time I actually met her. Me too. That was yeah. the first time I met she her. She was in like a gorgeous teal, like silk moment. Mm-hmm. And we just saw her briefly on the street and it was like blazing sunlight. And I was like, oh, she actually looks really good in the day. Mm-hmm. Took a photo and then passed each other's ways. I'm a little bit bitter. About? Because Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, introduced himself to Brooklyn Heights, but not to us, even though we walked right behind him for the parade. Oh my God, I forgot about that. You remember that? Yes, that is so funny. Like, what the hell, Justin? Like, we're right behind you. Your secret service is all around us, but you won't even say hi. Yeah, and while you're at it, order more vaccines. Order more vaccines, please, so we can get out. Yes. But let's get right into the episode. Here we go. We will be right back with Brooklyn Heights. Miss Brooklyn Heights. A Gigi Gorgeous. Hi, how are you today? Hi, how are you both? Miss Brooklyn Heights is in full geesh right now. She looks like Farrah Fawcett slash mixed with my mother in that beauty pageant photo, that Mm -hmm. star shots photo that I always post of her. It's extremely all of that. You look stunning today. Thank you. I appreciate that. Every day, though, but yes. Every day, all day. And you look beautiful (laughs) with not a stitch of makeup on, you fucking bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, just got back from the beach. California girl. Super casual. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, my God. Okay, so I'm so excited to talk to you. You have deemed yourself the Queen of the North, and I feel like I'm... (laughs) rightfully the princess of the north absolutely work so this is royalty this is royalty talking yes Uh, well we're all in toronto right now isn't that crazy how does it feel to be back in toronto brooke 
It's lovely. I mean, I love, I love being up here. Um, it's always nice to come home. It's very like weird. It's very locked down, which is strange oh, coming yes. from LA where like life is back to normal. So yeah, while we're recording this, we have been in a lockdown quarantine for, it's going to be like about eight or nine days. Mm-hmm. We've had to do a self-administered COVID test. It's just been so insane here. Like they're so backed up. So hopefully when this comes out, we'll be moving on. But speaking of moving on, how has your quarantine been? How's dating been? I mean, you're single, right? I am single. Yeah. Um, it's been good. I mean, I really haven't dated a lot this okay. last year. Yeah. It's been, I'm trying to think. I, I was seeing somebody for like three months, probably a year ago. And then that kind of fizzled out and it just turned into like a friendship. But at the same time, like we're basically dating. We just don't, we're just, we're, we're dating, but we're not like, we're always together. We always hang out and we like say we love each other and stuff, but then, but oh then my we're God. not dating. <laughs> it's, that's it's weird. That's no. kind of cute for a quarantine Wait, dating both, moment. That's cute. Both of our mouths dropped. Yeah. Like love. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Like, well, and I do love him. Like I love him. <gasps> so it's like, it's one of those oh, weird, wow. like, I have, I have a big, I think, I think I have a big issue with commitment. I'm not good with commitment. Why right. is that? I know. It's a scary, I think I might be like polyamorous or something. I don't know. What's that? <laughs> I think it's when you can like date more than one person at a time. Mm-hmm. Is that oh, right? Like polygamy. Yes. Yes. I'm a, I'm a polygamist. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. We got it. The exclusive here, guys. So that's like how like, um, the, that like TLC show, what's it called? The one with, where he has like eight wives, sister wives, sister wives, sister yeah. wives. So you have brother husband, brother husband, and sister wives. And did you ever watch that show, Big Big Love? That was on um, HBO. It was an HBO. No. Yes, Mm-mm. it was a show about Mormons and polygamy. Uh-huh. But it was it was like a like a drama. Oh, so you're oh, like wait. you're just anti regular relationship. I think so. I just like, I don't know. Commitment scares the fuck out of me. And the idea of like just being with one person for the rest of my life. I don't think that's for me. It's a trip. It really is. I mean, I was, I always wanted to be married. I always wanted to like see myself like that, but it wasn't until I met Nats that I was like, wait, this is actually like, I was going to say that that's not true. You always wanted to be married. You, I feel like you were always really independent. Never like, but like once I met my match, like I always wanted to like have a partner, have kids, and stuff yeah. but it just i ne- never really met anybody that like I, I was so picky before nats you know mm-hmm. this yeah yeah so maybe it's just until you meet your match and right now i feel like you're kind of like married to your work right like you're on very post on drag race you're always working you're always booked and whenever i see you it's just i feel like you have a thousand things going on yeah yeah i'm very i'm very work oriented for sure so that's kind of been my path for the last like decade so relationships kind of have come and gone and yeah, it's just not, it's, it, I don't know if it's the time right now. And it's tricky with the pandemic. Like, how do you even like date responsibly right now? How right. long have you been doing drag for? Oh God. Um, I, well, officially I started doing drag when I was like 19 at the bars in Toronto, but that was like very like go to like an open stage night and do numbers, you know, like I, I wasn't actually paid to perform in drag till I was like 27. Cause I took a break and I was doing ballet and all that stuff. Oh, true. Yeah. And living overseas. So yeah, when I moved back to Toronto and I started like working for real, for real, I was probably about 26, 27. And when did Miss Continental come into that picture? I competed the first time in 2013 and that was the year Nation Lopez won. And I was her first runner up. And then I went back the next year and I won. So I was Miss Continental 2014. That's pretty crazy. You did it twice and you won. Yeah. Is that normal? 
Fun fact about me, I've never placed lower than a first runner-up in anything in my life. <laughs> oh my God, you better work with that. Yeah, because on Very Drag fun. Race, you did the same thing, yeah. right? Yeah, I've never I've never been, I've either won a pageant or I've been first runner-up. Oh my God, I love that. Well, obviously the beauty and the talent is mm-hmm. there. I wanted to ask you, so like whenever I see these girls on TV, like Drag Race in particular, whenever like RuPaul gets nitty gritty into like your story, your personal life, like sometimes people are just the look queen. They're the fashion queen, they're the pageant queen, whatever. But it takes a really special person to be open and vulnerable with your personal life. So how did that feel for you? Like, was it a first for you? Were you comfy with it? I was comfy with it because I kind of expected it. I mean, you're, you you have to understand what you're signing up for. It's a reality television show. Obviously, they're going to want to know all about you. They're going to want to know your backstory and what's going to make good TV. So I was fine with it. Um, and I also think, I know it's an uncomfortable thing to talk about a lot of times, but if you can get past that, I think you just have to remember that all the people watching you, all the people that you're going to help who are watching you, there's going to be a lot of people who can relate to whatever your story is. And when I talk about like being an introverted, anxious person, I, I still to this day get so many messages from people saying that you really, I really resonated with you on the show because I'm the same type of personality as you. And it's hard for me to like be in a big group of people and kind of say my piece and stick out. And that was very you on the show. And like, it can be uncomfortable and weird, but at the end of the day, you're going to help a lot of people and it's going to make you more vulnerable and more human. I hate to go back to first season of Drag Race that you were on, but <laughs> it's been so long and you've moved on so much. But one, you are very vulnerable. I just remembered that you had a thing with Vanjie. Oh my God, show. yes. <laughs> I did indeed. <laughs> how was that? Like, how did it feel to have that moment and then to have, I don't know, an entire production team try to put it on TV? <laughs> like, what is that well, about? All, they were all, I swear to God, they were probably all jerking off in like the production office. They found out. Like, they were like, oh, <laughs> fuck yeah, this is good. Oh, for sure. I mean, that I feel like it's so rare on the show to see like people kind of have like oh, a showman, right? Like, I feel like first, you two are like, like, yeah, the one. Yeah. Oh, my God. Vanjie. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. How, what was that like? I mean, it was great. Like, could we have timed it better? Probably. Like, it probably wasn't a good idea to start it while we were doing a reality TV show. But at the same time, it was really nice because it was like, had, it was like a little security blanket. And of course, like we were just like cutesy lovey-dovey when we were filming because it's not like we were fucking because we couldn't. I'm a little bit gagged because it's it's real. No, it was... It was of I, course. I, I, so many people are like, it was it was for TV. I'm like, I, they had nothing to do with it. Like we started it on our own. I swear to God. Yeah. Gag. So it was not a TV thing. It was, But it was really nice to have someone there. Like it was like a little comfort blanket. Like we just could like cuddle and kiss and it was like uh, no one else gets that it was like having a little uh-huh. teddy bear or like a little like loving yeah i'm surprised that it doesn't happen more because like from what i've heard when you're just sequestered away for so long especially with like a, a cast of people of strangers it kind of yeah. like bonds you in a way i feel like i would gravitate to somebody immediately like that's my bitch and then things would get like romantic you know just like Completely. inevitably that's, <laughs> like, that's what, yeah that's kind of what it was and i don't know he and he's just such a charismatic lovely person that i was like Cool, yeah. So fun. I love Angie, yeah. Well, now the finale makes sense because you just said that you're polyamorous. <laughs> and what was... <laughs> what Wait, I don't Vanjie get it. say at the finale? Not, should we get nuts in here? What did Vanjie say at the finale again? I don't know. Stop us if you don't want to talk about this because we're going <laughs> I, I don't, in I right don't now. Remember, I don't remember what she said. Either. <laughs> 
I think like you wanted to see other yeah, people or I something. Did. I mean, it, that's what happened. Like I, I basically was like, I got cold feet and it was just like too much for me in the end. And also like this whole drag race thing was happening and like my mind was completely there and we never were seeing each other. And it was just like a whole, it was like a whole slew of things coming together. Like, but the most, like I, the most important thing was that I wanted to still be friends with him and we are, we're great friends and we probably talk almost every day on Instagram or texting. We always send each other cute animal videos. That's like our kink. Oh my God. Speaking <laughs> of your kittens. My kittens. Oh, I'm such a cat person now. Like anybody that knew me before, I was just dogs, straight up dogs. And then there's something about cats. Like if you're not a cat person, I just can't right? really relate with you in a way. Oh, like I like so sad. I fully judge. I don't know. I'm just like cats. They are, are everything. everything. And people don't realize until like you have one. They're just the best. The A, because dogs are great too, and I do love a dog, but for me, a dog is too much Same. responsibility. A cat just do their yeah, thing. Cats are just everything. I know. Little faces. And they just do their own oh. thing and they come like you don't have to like you can leave for like a day or two and like just give them food and water and they'll be fine. And a dog, you can't do that. Yeah, I treat my cats like dogs, though. Oh. Like, they can't be alone. Like, even though they're 100% fine, I'm like, no, 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 they're my babies. I really want to hold yours and Vanjie's. Oh, my God, like, Vanjie's cat is so cute. I love it. So cute. It's like her kryptonite, I feel, every time oh, she yeah. talks about and my, it. And my one little baby, Henry, he's a Mancoon, and he just went to the groomer and got a little buzz cut. He got a summer buzz cut with it. He has a little, a little lion cut that kept his head in his little paws fluffy. Cute. So he looks like a little lion. It's so cute. Oh my God, so cute. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. So back to TV, I really feel like the first season of Canada's Drag Race, I'm just going to say it, it was so cringy seeing how like the fandom treated Jeffrey. Oh, we're going there, bitch. I have so many thoughts. And for those who don't know, Jeffrey Boyer Chapman was a judge on Canada's Drag Race. He is a black man. And apparently a lot of people thought that he was just way too mean, which personally I think is doing a judge's job, mean or not. And he was really, I want to say canceled. He was crucified. It, it, yeah. seemed, it seemed really, really crazy. And He like, had to leave social media. Right. He is an actor and he got the gig to host the show. And I feel like it was just so crazy seeing people's mm-hmm. reactions. Because their feelings were hurt. Like, I literally felt so bad for him. Like, I've seen him out at so many events. I've seen, like, you know, we're cordial and he's so cute. But I was like, Jesus, people really were going. It's, it, was, it was disgusting. It was vile. Yeah. Disgusting. How did you how did you yeah. feel about that? Because there's one thing putting yourself out there, your personal life. But it's another thing to host and have people bash you for your hosting abilities. Like, Not for your hosting abilities, for doing your job. For doing right. your it's job. Like, yeah like what because people can't fathom the fact that someone else has a different opinion that's the thing like that's what i just i don't understand how people take it so seriously to the point that you actually want to reach out and be like hey you should kill yourself or fuck you or like like i don't yeah 
that doesn't confuse me. Or you, you should, should be, be fired. Like, there was a, yeah, it was no, it was disgusting and it was vile and it was gross. And I mean, he, I, I will say he handled it with such class and grace because I would not have if I were him, <laughs> but he, um, he, we, and we did, we kept in contact during the whole time. And yeah, he was, he had a, I think he did struggle with it, but he handled it really, really well and like a real adult and professional. So I really applaud him for that. But yeah, it was so gross. It was so gross. And I mean, Yes, season one was great. It was super chaotic. It was not perfect by any. It was not perfect by any means. It. it was a season one of literally any show you watch. Like the season one's always kind of like a mixed bag. People are figuring things out. Um, I'm super proud of it, though. I think we made some really great TV. Season one was incredible. Like it was, everybody was so raw. Everyone said how they felt on TV, and that's how reality TV should be. Because if you don't speak, we have no context exactly. of the show. Like, Canada's Drag Race was so good, I literally started a podcast. Yeah. Like, that's how good it was. Oh, my God. Yeah, literally. Yes. I loved it. I feel like it's so... <laughs> it, it was just about time Canada had their talent shown, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, everyone else was doing it. And it was just like, bitch, let's give some Canadian queens. Because we know Church Street. We know all of the talent that's there. So, it was about time. Exactly. How did you know... Like, what was the... Um, I don't know what the word is, like the progress, or how did you get to be the a host of the first season of Canada's Drag Race? I honestly don't remember is the truth. I I, I really don't. I, <laughs> oh my God, I do not that. remember. All I remember is somebody, I think it must have been my manager. I don't even remember when it happened. I think it, ha- it, it happened around DragCon slash the finale of my season. That was the timeline that I remember I first heard about this. Wow, that early? Yeah, and then they were like, they were like, hey, um, there's going to be a Canada's Drag Race and they want you to be like a judge on it. And I was just like gagged. I was gagged. Fuck yes. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense. But at it that really point, does. that was the first spinoff of the franchise that did not have RuPaul involved. So like, mm, I never right. thought I would be involved in it in any way. Like I thought maybe I could come do like a cameo walk-on, but in terms of like sitting behind the the judge's desk i didn't think that was even a possibility so i was dead. yeah wait why didn't rue do canada is that like I don't, a known I don't thing know. she yeah, just I, didn't I really want to know. oh i think i think it's because canadian productions have to have 100 canadian cast and crew oh. i'm i'm not 100 sure please google and let us know but i think that's true were there any americans brooke on that set? not ju- like not judging wise no yeah, I think that might be it. That would be sure. insane. I don't know if it's hundred percent. I know they do have to have a quota, but it'll be interesting if it was a hundred percent. But yeah, for whatever reason, she didn't want to do it, and I'm very grateful. So <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll be there. And yeah, that's how it happened, and it was so crazy. I still can't believe I was asked to do it. Honestly, really, it yeah, makes so it much does, sense. It does make sense in terms of I've done the show before, but like it, it was just so funny because I was like. I think it was right after around the finale and I had I had lost and I was like, okay, well, that's fine. I guess I'll go back and do All-Stars and you're kind of thinking about how, what you're going to do to keep your 15 minutes of fame going. And then they just right, plop this totally. in my lap and I was like, party. Killing it. Yeah, let's do it. Oh my God, I love it. I can see it going on for like, 50 seasons. I've already asked you this before and I know the answer, but please let the queerified audience know, would you do All-Stars? Not right now. Yeah. Maybe one day, but like, I think it'd be weird for me to do it right now, you know? Cause like I'm, I'm working on another franchise. So to go back and be a contestant on a different franchise. Mm-hmm. And also I don't really want to, if I'm being completely honest, like yeah. I don't want to, okay. I don't like, I don't enjoy competing like in that, really? in that way. Well, yeah. Cause I'm a planner. 
I, I'm a planner and I like to like, if it's a pageant, sure. I, that I can take months to plan my package and put it all together the way I want it on drag race. I show up with the looks and I don't know what I'm doing until I get there. And then I have like five hours to figure it out. And that's just not the way I like to roll. You're a perfectionist. Yeah. And I just, I liked, uh, it takes me a little bit longer to sit on things and think about things and figure it out. So, um, though I did enjoy my first time on drag race. Um, it was, it was very hard for me though. So I don't know if I would want to go back. And I also feel like I would have a giant target on my back, especially if they keep the whole formula where the other girls eliminate each other. Oh, beyond totally. Like, obviously I'm going to like the minute I fuck up anything, I am out. That's yes, iconic but you, though. But you just won't. That's you just iconic. Won't. I just so won't. I just, but I, but then, then, I would, then I would just be completely <laughs> be in perfect. my head being like, well, I'm going to fuck something up now. I have to say also, just listening to you talk now, I don't know if I've ever really paid attention to your Canadian accent that you still have. <laughs> it is so cute. I don't even like, notice that. I'm like, I don't, I don't know how oh, I thought. Oh, it's there, girl. It there. is there. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like sometimes you say like about, about. 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 It's so cute. Yeah. I, I don't have it anymore, do I? No, you don't. Uh, or I, um, I lost Drag it. Race, you say? Yeah, Drag, yeah. Drag Race <laughs> on Drag it's Race. I so too. Listen, I'm also Canadian. And I also have a Canadian accent, so it's fine. No, I love it. I wish I had it. It's like so endearing. I want to like jump through the screen and hug you. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like home. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it can I ask you about your Instagrams? I'll wake up in the morning and I'll see Brooklyn Heights story and it's the sunrise every day. You go hiking every single morning? I used to. There was a period of a good like two months that I, for, for whatever reason, I was literally waking up. I, I would go to bed at like nine. Like I would just be like, okay, I'm going to bed. Because that's I, amazing. It, it was just like during that quarantine time where there was literally nothing to do. So I'd go to bed at nine and I would wake up every day at like, Four thirty, five o'clock, just like awake, ready to go, totally fine. So, so I would just go hiking every morning and watch the sunrise, and that was like my little tradition. And you meditated, yeah. And I would like, I started meditating a little bit, and it was just, it was such an LA thing. Like, I go to Runyon, and then I like do my meditation <laughs> on the so LA. So how does that yes. help you? Because I've always tried to meditate, but I literally don't know how. Brooke, I'm give us you meditation don't. steps. I haven't looked into it. I also don't know how to meditate. Honestly, I, it's really, it's a really oh, hard okay. thing to get into. <laughs> I like, I, there's no like, but I was talking to my friend who does it a lot and she's like, there's really no right and wrong way to do it. It's basically, you just sit in stillness It's sitting in stillness and focusing on your breath and kind of allowing thoughts to go through your mind, like not dwelling on anything, you know, it's uh, like she said, think of like your thoughts as like a river and things are just flowing by flowing by i did this class one time we had this lady come over to our house and like try to like reach another state of consciousness and she said like stay still close your eyes picture you are above an ocean and that you're going lower and lower and lower into the ocean but focus on your breath and when a thought comes into your mind like realize it like i could be like "Ooh, i want mac and cheese and then you literally have to like let it go yeah, that's mm -hmm. it. and then you try to think about absolutely nothing mm -hmm. and that's, how does that's that help exactly you? it i think it just like calms you if you're having an anxiety attack or something like that mm -hmm. i don't really know it didn't really work i would always think of things there'd be like a split second where i just didn't think about anything but then I'd just be back thinking about stuff and then i'd be like oh my god i've just thought about 15 things when i'm supposed to be focusing on nothing and it just wouldn't work and then i'd snap out of it or like i'd hear something open my eyes and be like i think i'm just gonna 
go out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's it's super hard to do. I think it's something that just takes practice and that you just need to keep at. When I do do it, I do it for like 15 minutes probably. And I'll just like sit there and just, if, if nothing else, just focus on my breathing. And if you just really focus on that and like just really think about the breath and like listen to the sounds and the movements, everything else tends to go away a little bit more. Do you have a lot of anxiety? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, my God. Yeah. How do you deal with it? What are your coping skills? A lot of times I'm able to manage it. Like, I feel like my anxiety gets really bad a lot of times if I'm not being healthy, like if I'm drinking too much, if I'm smoking too much, if I'm not exercising, Things like that, if I'm not just taking care of my body, those things really affect me. Like if I'm not getting enough sleep, if I'm not drinking enough water, um, those things really, really affect me. So I always, if I find my anxiety comes up when I'm really stressed or I'm working a lot and I don't have time to really take care of myself, like it's just kind of, that's when like I start to get really, really anxious. So I don't really like relate a lot with anxiety, but do you get like nervous? <laughs> like, do you, I don't like, really relate a lot to anxiety. Like to like severe anxiety. Yeah. Like I have some, but do you, do you still get like nervous because you've been in the business for so long? Like before shows or anything, or is it just pure excitement? Oh, absolutely. I get nervous. I think it's, I think I get more nervous now because I have more pressure on me. Okay. There's pressure. Like there's pressure to be, I'm Brooklyn Heights. I'm blah, 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 blah. So I have to go out there and I have to be the best one, you know? But when before I was just like a bar queen and who cares? Right. It's so interesting because I always think about people. I'm like, does Britney Spears get nervous before a show in Vegas? Or You know what I mean? Like, I feel like some people though, I've heard so much that people are like, no, it's fine. It's just fine. I'm like, you don't get nervous. Like, so you don't care or you're just, I think after a while, like, especially if you're doing like a set show, like, and you know what it's going to be and you rehearse it, then eventually it's just like fun and you can just relax into it. Yeah. But I think I was always taught that nerves are a good thing. Nerves keep, yes, keep you too. on edge. Like they keep you sharp. For me, like when I play tennis, because I play tennis, mm-hmm. when I get nervous, nerves and excitement are very similar emotions mm-hmm. in your body. So I can delude myself into thinking I'm excited. When you're just like shitting your pants. Yes. Like, yes. This is exciting. Like, come on, let's fucking do this. Like you can fucking do this. So I literally delude myself into not being nervous. It's adrenaline. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's so important. Did you learn a lot about that when you were doing ballet? Yeah, I, I mean, I would get so nervous before I'd go into ballet, especially because like drag is one thing like you can fuck up and it doesn't really matter. Totally. Like whatever, <laughs> yeah. it's drag. But ballet, it's like it has to be perfect or it's the worst thing ever, you know? So I, I think there's a lot more nerves when it came to ballet for sure. Where was that? Where did you do ballet? I did ballet and I, I lived in South Africa for two years and did it there and then in New York for four years. New York. Oh, my God. New York City. That's amazing. Brooklyn, do you want to stay with us and do some questions? Absolutely. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we are going to take a look at some of your questions, a.k.a. your queries. Okay, now we need to hear from you. It's time to answer some of your questions, a.k.a. your queries. Remember, you can always call in with your questions at 1-844-QUERIES. That's 1-844-Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S. So let's see what people have to say today. Hi, gals. My name is Shanelli from Perry, and I want to know Kiju's first time putting on girls' clothes and what that felt like. Hope you guys can answer my question. I used to, I remember this is like classic, classic 
young child trying to express femininity. I used to t- Work, like yes. take like a dish towel mm-hmm. from the kitchen, put it over my head, get like a rubber band from God knows where, pretend I had long hair and paint my nails. I feel like I felt like myself most. I feel like in like when I started going out and clubbing, like I would go to Forever 21, get like a $20 dress and it was like just the cheapest like little spandex moment with like, you know, I used to do like the sleeves like mm-hmm, so yeah. fucking short. Like I used to even like cut them to make them shorter sometimes. And that's when I was like, bitch, I'm the one. Like I uh-huh. noticed like my body and I was like, I don't even need boobs. Like I'm going to go out and identify as female. Like it was just very empowering. And I feel like that 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 was the, the first time. Do you remember when we used to buy clothes? We would get a package every single day. Yes. Of just clothes every single day. Yes, for I like remember a year. Forever 21 used to have a $50 or a 50 item limit. So we used to go on the <laughs> website and just pound the bag, the cart with so much shit. And when it got to 50, we we're like, okay, that's fine. And my mom would be like, where are you getting this money? What are you doing with these clothes? I'm like, mom, I'm doing YouTube videos and I can only be seen in one outfit for one, like once. <laughs> she was like, okay, so I raised someone that's crazy. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How I about to, you? I used to do the same thing when I was little. I There's pictures of me with like a blanket on my head. Like it's a wig. Uh-huh. And I love, oh yeah, I totally did that. And I was obsessed with my mom. My mom had all these, she had a doll carriage in her bedroom and it was filled with, filled with like porcelain dolls and I was obsessed with them. Oh my God. I'm so jealous for people that grew up in America. Not saying that you did obviously, but that good what, what's it called that it's at the grove it's like that good american, american girl. girl american girl yeah. american girl store i would have been such like every christmas every birthday i would have been like i need a new american girl doll oh like, totally they're so cute you can take them in to get haircuts buy them clothes i love barbie Ugh. my mom had like a vintage barbie collection oh my god was trixie mattel your your mom right <laughs> like, she, had from, like, the, she had all like from the 60s she had these barbies like so she had midge and like all of them midge oh yeah. my god gag that's a dream yeah it was amazing Let's how about see- you mark your first time in girls clothes <laughs> my first time in girls clothes I didn't know that we were going to like go that far back. I remember being like five years old uh-huh. and my dad was watching TV and I would be skipping in a cheerleader outfit with pom-poms. Love it. That's my earliest memory. And he would just ignore me watching TV and I'd be like skipping rope in my cheerleader outfit. Just living your fucking yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my earliest memory. I love Wait, it. Brooklyn, can I also ask you, what's your favorite like Disney movie? Like what was like, because I relate a lot with The Little Mermaid. Yeah, my favorite Disney princess is actually, I love Pocahontas. Oh, okay. Same. Like as the Disney, like the, the story is obviously not a Amazing. great story. Uh-huh. But, yeah. But I love, I love her. I, I think it was the hair that did it for me. She had the best hair. Mm. Ugh, it's a hair show. She reminds me of Sasha Colby. Oh my God. Oh. Literally. <laughs> Literally. And she just had hairography the whole time. And it was so beautiful to me. So I think that that, that was like my favorite Disney princess. Um, I love Mulan. Me too. I was I just about to Mulan. bring up Mulan. Yeah. Little Mermaid. And Mulan are literally like the trans Disney movies in my mind. And I used to be obsessed with Mulan and I never really understood why until I transitioned. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God. Who is this girl I see? It's just the other way around. I know. uh, It's just, I relate with it so hard. And they're also doing a live action for The Little Mermaid right now. I cannot wait. With Chloe and Hallie. Do you know Mm -hmm. that one of the sisters is playing her? Oh my God. Mm -hmm. I'm so fucking excited. They better not fuck it up because I have high expectations. Absolutely. Okay. Second question. Hey. 
Hello, this is Belinda, and I was wondering, uh, what would be your favorite palette that encompassed all of the colors that you could take on the road? I like to go on tour. I like to go to different cities, and I'm looking for a palette that really encompasses all of the colors. Please help me, Gigi. Come on, Belinda. <laughs> Um, okay, I like this question much more. I don't know, Brooklyn, do you want to take this a one? A palette that encompasses all of what you need. Does that exist? Does it exist is the thing. Um, right now, you know what I really love is Be Perfect Cosmetics. They are- a, I've never heard of them. They are from the, U- the UK and they've sent me a couple PR packages and their colors are just so pigmented and so sickening. Um, and they have like a bunch of different palettes. I love Kimchi Beauty too. Oh, mm. me too. Her palettes are really, really good. And I love that she is a drag queen. So the makeup is made for a drag queen, which is always helpful. So those are kind of like my two go-tos right now. Yeah, I, I've been loving. Have you tried the um, Nikki Tutorials um, X Beauty Bay eyeshadow no, palette? There's like, it's basically, it opens up like kind of like a, not a book, like a like a menu at a restaurant or something. There's one like neutral side and there's a bunch of fun colors. I travel with that a lot. And that's also like pigmented as fuck, like pure drag queen makeup. So that one's a good one. I mean, also like if you're looking for every color, just like go to Morphe because they have palettes that have like a hundred eyeshadows in them. Yeah, very that. Are they good? Yeah, Morphe's cute. Yeah, I love Morphe. They do really, really good work too. But yeah, it's so funny how makeup has changed. Like everything before, like you could barely find a, a super pigmented anything. And now everything has to be. Oh like, my God. I remember in high school, I used to be obsessed with the single pot yeah. eyeshadows. Like you couldn't tell me to not travel with like 30 of them. And that was, that was your only choice. Like, <laughs> yes. what else, what else? like I loved and I loved it. I'd be like, where's my electric eel? Where's my gesso? Where's my carbon? Like I would lay them all out on the bathroom counter and I would, I was obsessed. And now it's like, just, I know. Palette. And like before like that, and that was your only option. Like Mac was really the only one back in the day doing like bold colors. Or mm-hmm. Inglot. Oh, remember yeah. Inglot? Oh my God. Yes. Inglot. Come on, Aaron Mills. <laughs> Aaron, Mills. <laughs> Aaron Mills Town Center. Aaron Mills Town Center. <laughs> Brooke, where are you from exactly in Canada? I'm from Etobicoke. Work. We're from, should we say where we're from? Mississauga. 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 Yeah. So hey, we're neighbor. neighbor. Yes. Hey, neighbor. Okay, last question. Hey, Gigi. Hey, Mimi. I love you guys so much. It's Adrian calling from New York, New York. And I was wondering, what do you guys think about me dating this guy for three weeks and I'm really into him and I just want to plan like an amazing trip with him like a getaway and I was thinking Bahamas is that too much do you think it is too early what is your thoughts on that when is too early to take a guy that you're really into on a trip love you guys so much please help me out stay gorgeous Brooke Okay. Um, I, well, I think that's very sweet. He's very into him. And I absolutely think three weeks after three weeks, you can totally go on a trip, but not to the fucking Bahamas. Don't get on a plane with that motherfucker. Take him to Fire Island or the Catskills or something. <laughs> I see what you're saying, but I disagree. I, I feel like, too. Yes. I feel like this is really nice, but the only other thing is I wish we had him on the line because I want to know if this is like a pattern with him. Like, does he become mm, obsessed um, very fast? But if you guys really do have a connection, like I'm relating it to my life, I'd be like, yes, I'll go with you. Like, I think not? it's a really good test. It just I mean, sets the standard really high. Like if yeah. you're going to three weeks do Bahamas, like how are you going to keep topping that or That's keep that saying. level? 
Mm, you can do a cute weekend getaway to fire island or something i mean you gotta start small and build up and like then you like when you go away with someone you kind of get to know their personality a little bit better totally and it's a long time to be with them like bahamas trip i assume is like seven to ten days yeah so like if if he if he accepts that's gorgeous hope it goes well gorge (laughs) but if he declines maybe you just know that you came on a little too strong. But if you're paying for it, of course he's going to fucking accept. Oh, I would assume he is. He's like, yeah. I need to take him. Imagine he's like trying to split No, everything. you don't pay. You split. You split. I would uh-uh, split. Not if it's your idea. No, no I would way. split. Like, when I go to the Bahamas... Wait, really? No splitting, huh? No, not if it's oh. your idea. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, okay. I want to take you to the Bahamas. Let's split everything 50-50. Like, uh, no. That's not how that works. Mm, got it, got it, got it. But I just... We're just, we're just blonde women. <laughs> we're just, <laughs> you know... <laughs> I would split it and I think it'd be a really good test and if you can get along on a vacation it's a very good sign so that's a yes for me Mm -hmm. well Brooke thank you so much for coming on Queerified oh my god thank you for having me this is so fun yeah thank you so much that was everything I really hope to see you soon are you working on anything right now where can people find you all that good stuff Uh, people can find me on the Instagram at Heights. Um, on Twitter I think I'm at Heights one and I am working on some fun stuff right now but I can't tell you about it I love that answer that's my favorite answer I actually talked to you in LA not too long ago and I is that project happening yeah yeah. Yes. Oh my God. I can't wait for you to announce that. That's so fun. And so you will also find Brooklyn on Canada's Drag Race season two. Yes. I cannot wait. All so right. Well, you on love the TV. you so much. And we will see you soon. Love you too. Bye, Brooke. Stay gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> thanks to our guest, Brooklyn Heights. And thanks so much for listening. You can follow Gigi Gorgeous on Instagram at Gigi Gorgeous and me at Mark Maverick. And as always, Queerified is a presentation of Ramble, a Cadence 13 studio. Please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, and you've been Queerified. Bye. Mwah.